Hello, and welcome to episode 216 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfor-Stewart. First, a warm welcome to Janita D., Callie C., Sophia P., and Matthew C., the newest members of The Modern Manager community. If you are just joining me for the first time, welcome to you too. I hope that whether you're brand new to the show or you've been listening since episode one, that you find these episodes useful and thought-provoking. And if you do, I hope you'll consider supporting the show and investing in yourself by becoming a member. For $5 per month, you get extended episodes via our private podcast feed, access to our private Slack community where you can ask questions and learn from me and our other awesome managers, and there are other membership levels that come with even more support. So please check it out. I really hope you'll make the investment in yourself and show your support for me and the show. Go to themodernmanager.com join to learn more. Today's episode is about team meetings. Almost every team I've worked with has had some sort of regular team meeting, and I often hear them complain that these meetings are necessary, but not very meaningful or productive. So today I'm going to share a few approaches to creating the optimal team meeting for your team. So let's get to it. You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. Let's start with the basics. Why do we even need to have team meetings? Well, this might seem like a rhetorical question. It's really not. The answer to this question will take you down an important path to determining the right type of team meeting, which includes the format, pre-work, how frequently you need to meet, and more. So take a second and consider, what are you trying to accomplish with your team meetings? And are your current team meetings doing a good job of that? To help get your juices flowing, here are a couple of the reasons that I've heard teams say that they need to meet. To keep work streams aligned. To build relationships. To get questions answered. To get more brains into problem solving. To hold people accountable. To reinforce team culture. To celebrate wins and honor people. The list can go on forever, but this should give you some idea. And as you'll see in a minute, each of these different reasons lends itself to different meeting cadences, structures, and formats. So as you're thinking about this, you should also ask this question about why you need to meet or what your team meetings would ideally accomplish to your team members. Because what they want or need out of a team meeting is often different from what a team or project leader wants and needs. The optimal team meeting design will meet everyone's needs in an efficient and joyful way. And just to be clear, you can have multiple objectives for your meetings, and most actually do. So go ahead and figure out all of those reasons that you need to be meeting, and which ones should be part of your team meeting, or different kinds of meetings. So now you know why you need to meet, let's talk about structure. You've probably heard of a stand-up meeting or a daily stand-up. And there are a few different versions of this, but in short, each person shares what they accomplished yesterday or last week, what they're planning to accomplish today or this week, and what obstacles or roadblocks are facing, including what they need from others in order to be successful, like if you're waiting for someone to give you approval or send you a finished version. This is a particular structure with a consistent agenda that is designed to help teams stay aligned and highlight obstacles before they become an issue, while also holding people accountable and celebrating small wins. Another totally different structure is the emergent agenda, which is what I do with one of my teams. 
Our reason for meeting is to get questions answered or decisions made with everyone's brain share participation. And then we throw in some relationship building and culture reinforcement. For us, we start with a check-in, have someone share a teaching or a bit of wisdom, which is our culture component. And then we go around Robin and make a list of the topics we need to cover. Everyone is invited to bring topics in that they want to discuss. They could be small FYIs or big thorny issues. And sometimes we finish in 15 or 20 minutes, and sometimes it takes up a full allotted 45 minutes, and sometimes we even need to extend into an hour or have a follow-up conversation. As you can see, this is a very different structure from the stand-up, both in how the agenda flows, but also in what is discussed. Another team I worked with to help design their meetings took yet another approach to their structure. Their team members had very little overlapping work, but they still wanted to feel like they were part of a team. So they focused on shared learning and relationship building. They decided to have a guest speaker or all read a book or article or listen to a podcast and then discuss what they learned. They would often think about how they might each apply that information into their work. And they held these meetings in person and food was always served with time for socializing too. And lastly, one more example of a structure. This team used their time together to identify conversations that needed to be had, decisions that needed to be made, and problems that needed to be solved. They'd run through every project status and identify roadblocks, current or potential issues, decisions, and problems. If it could be dealt with in less than two minutes, they addressed it on the spot. But if it needed a longer conversation or the right people weren't present, they used those two minutes to identify who needed to be part of the follow-up conversation and when it needed to happen. Like, was it urgent enough that it needed to be the same day, or could it happen tomorrow or by the end of the week? The objective of these meetings was to get everyone on the same page with progress against goals while identifying and addressing the bumps along the way. And they prioritized doing this as efficiently as possible, hence the two-minute rule, which they pulled from David Allen's Getting Things Done method. As a side note, for those of you who aren't familiar with GTD or Getting Things Done, it is one of my absolute favorite books and methods. So if you haven't learned about it yet, I highly recommend checking it out. I will link to it in the show notes. David's two-minute rule applies to managing what he calls your intake or your inbox. That can be emails and tasks that you've taken note that you need to do or deal with. If you can deal with it in two minutes or less, then do it now. And if it'll take longer, then turn into a task for later. Okay, end of side note. So those were a few different structures to meetings. But in addition to structure, we also have the format. Format is how the meeting takes place. Is it on Zoom, in person, in Slack, or a Google document, or a dashboard of some sort? While you might not associate some of those formats with meetings in the traditional sense, I find that it's still important to have a time allotted, even if you are using some sort of asynchronous tool. This ensures that everyone is gathering at the same time to look at the content together. By scheduling that time, you're ensuring that everyone is participating and that your desired outcome is achieved. So here's an example of what I mean. I used to do daily stand-ups with my team in Slack. Everyone had to answer their three questions before 9 a.m. And then at 9 a.m., we'd review each other's answers and comment back on things where we were needed, or if we had questions, or if we could offer to help. We were never on a voice call, but still it was treated like a daily meeting because everyone was doing the same activity at the same time in order to be most effective. Using Slack like this wouldn't have worked nearly as well if some people didn't answer their questions before nine or some folks didn't review and respond until afternoon. So in deciding that we wanted to use Slack, we opted for this digital version instead of a round robin version over Zoom because it was more efficient and enjoyable. As you're thinking about this, you might discover that for your objective, you really need to be in person. So if you have the option of coordinating on-site days with your team, 
schedule your team meeting for the day when everyone's in the office. Or you might decide that using a digital tool like a dashboard and scheduling a time when everyone's looking at it simultaneously but not on a Zoom call is exactly what you need. The next thing to consider is how people should prepare. Is there pre-work you expect people to do ahead of time or do they simply show up? Some teams like using dashboards to help track progress and they ask people to input that information prior to the meeting and then focus the meeting on the areas in the dashboard that need the most attention. One team I worked with did this where each line item was marked as an FYI, decision needed, help needed, et cetera, et cetera. And then they focused their conversations on the areas that required attention. Another popular approach is to have people submit topics ahead of time that they want to add to the agenda. But the goal either way is to make it simple and streamlined so that people do what they need to do beforehand to make the time you spend together as productive as possible. Last up is cadence. How frequently do you need to have a team meeting? Many teams assume it's weekly, but that may not be enough or it could be way too much. One team I worked with switched to a monthly team meeting and weekly individual check-ins when they realized that what they really needed was for the manager to have more time with each person on their particular pieces of work. And what the team collectively needed was more camaraderie and learning opportunities. Okay, one final thing. I did not talk about who needs to be at the meeting. For some teams, it is super obvious. And for others, this is a really juicy question. Should I invite the contractors or just my employees? Does everyone need to be there the whole time or just for the part about their work? If our objective is culture building, do I make it an optional meeting or do I still require everyone to come? Honestly, there isn't an easy answer. I tend to lean on the side of including more people rather than less and then talking with them about whether their participation is valuable. If they don't see a reason to come, then you can decide if the meeting needs to change or if they just don't need to participate. But it all goes back to the objectives of the meeting. Use that as your guide to help decide who should be there. So as you've heard, there is no one right way to have a team meeting. I encourage you to explore with your team how you might redesign your team meetings to be more useful and enjoyable for everyone. Whatever you decide on, make it an experiment and revisit how it's going after a while. Do people feel like the new design is accomplishing the objectives? Have you noticed that there is maybe a missing objective that you want to add? Or do you want to make a pivot and change something about the design in hopes of improving it? Personally, I believe every team should be asking these questions of all their recurring meetings, not only team meetings. Because once we get into the rhythm of regular meetings, we rarely stop to ask if they're still serving us or if we're just going through the motions because that's what we always do. So grab your team members and start exploring how your team meetings can become even more productive and enjoyable. Members of the Modern Manager get this week's episode guide, which includes an overview of those factors to consider when designing a team meeting, along with examples of team meeting structures, formats, and pre-works that you can use as a model for your team. To get this guide, you must be a member of the Modern Manager at the Sprout level or above. To become a member, go to themodernmanager.com slash join. And if you work for a government or a nonprofit agency, you get 20% off of any membership level. If membership isn't right for you, you can also purchase the episode guide at themodernmanager.com slash shop. All the links are in the show notes, and they can be delivered to your inbox along with this week's episode mini guide and transcript. So if you haven't yet subscribed to my newsletter, you can get on that list at themodernmanager.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration, and teams are at the heart of how we work. 
Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively, build healthy relationships with your colleagues, and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit meteor.com. That's M-E-E-T-E-O-R.com. You've been listening to The Modern Manager. You're already becoming a rock star boss of a thriving team, I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player and join the mailing list at mamieks.com slash podcast. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash podcast to get show notes and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.